Well, good morning. It is a great morning to be here. We're here with five of the six students who have gone through confirmation, and we are celebrating what that means in the life of the church, not just in their life as individual students or the life of their parents, but the life of the church, as the church has surrounded these students with love and with grace and has continued to lead them in the way that they should go, in the way to Christ, the way to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And today we celebrate that today they will come up and they will stand before this congregation, before God, and before the world and make a courageous proclamation and confirm their faith that they believe in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's a day. That's a good day's work right there. And so I just want to say thank you for being uh, diligent enough to, to go through this class and to be here today and have the courage to stand up. They were going to dance down the aisle. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, but they were actually had were working out a um, um, a program, a dance, choreographed dance. But um, they did. They chose not to. Don't know if that's for better or worse. But maybe you can dance out after you're confirmed. Yeah, you like that? Very good. Um, We are in this um, sermon series called Humanity's Healing, and we're coming off the heels of of, um, this whole notion. We spent weeks talking about the human condition and how broken we are. And we used Old Testament stories to kind of reveal and shine a light, a bright shining light, God's word on the broken condition of humanity. And now we're taking the New Testament stories of Jesus' healings, Jesus' exorcisms, And Jesus' mighty acts to shine a bright light on on God healing humanity. And so we're in this series called Humanity's Healing. And we're just going to continue down this path. And today we're we're staying in the the Gospel of Mark, one of the synoptic Gospels. And we are going to continue to follow Mark as he leads us to see what Jesus is doing in the world. What God is doing through Jesus in the world. You know, the Gospel of Mark is interesting. There's not a lot. Jesus doesn't do a whole lot of teaching by standing up in front of people or sitting in front of his disciples and holding class. He just, there's not a lot of that in Mark. In in Mark, there's a lot of action. You know, Mark is very fast-paced. It's it's a rapid fire. And there's just one thing after another, just one act after another, one act after another. And, And it's Jesus telling us something. It's Jesus teaching us something by what he does. And that's what we're looking at today. Now this is, a, um, this, this is a, a powerful story in chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. But before we get to that, we have to understand that the chapter 8 of Mark, as we move into chapter 9, this is a turning point for the gospel. This is, this is, a, this is a critical moment in the story relayed by Mark because... We've been following the disciples in Jesus. And they are, they're, they're, they've seen Jesus do incredible things, miraculous things. He has fed 5,000 people. He's fed 4,000 people with next to nothing. Next to nothing. He's thrown out legion from the, from the, from the demoniac, the possessed man who lived among the tombs, who lived among the dead, a very unclean man. We talked about him last week. And as he, 
As Jesus exercised those demons, that legion of demons, into that herd of pigs, and they charged down that slope and into the sea and drowned, we, we learned a lot about what God, what God is doing politically in the world. That as much as this man was healed, the land was being healed, the political systems were being healed, and they were being called out. And now, they've seen all of this. They've seen the, 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 the storms on the sea calmed, peaceful. They've seen that demoniac who was out of his mind, was next to being inhuman. He could not communicate, could not help but hurt himself. And now he sat calmly and peacefully and talked to Jesus and his disciples. We have watched with the disciples Jesus bring order out of chaos and bring peace out of anxiety, fear, and pain. Time and time again, we have seen Christ do miraculous things. And then, in chapter 8, and we're going to back up a little bit because it's important for us to have some context for our passage today. We're going to back up to verse 14 in chapter 8. And this is, this is Jesus traveling with his disciples. And I want us to hear exactly what's happening. Right after the feeding of the 4,000, we read in verse 14, Now the disciples had forgotten to bring any bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out! Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. And they said to one another, it is because we have no bread. And becoming aware of it, Jesus said to them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and fail to see? Do you have ears and fail to hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? And they said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? And they said to him, Seven. Then he said to them, Do you not yet understand? The disciples had been traveling. They had seen all these things. All of these things. And Jesus scolds them for their lack of understanding. Do you not understand? Do you see and not understand? Did you not eat with me with the 4,000? Eat with me with the 5,000? Are your hearts hardened? These are some strong words from Jesus to his close friends. These, these, this is the best of his class. This is the top of the class of the disciples. And he has scolded them rather well. And then we slide into our, today's passage. And I want us to keep bear in mind this scolding that the disciples have just received. How they were called out for, not, for seeing and not understanding. Having their hearts hardened. We continue in verse 22. They came to Bethsaida. 
Some people brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had put saliva on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Can you see anything? And the man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he looked intently, and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. Then Jesus sent him away to his home, saying, Do not even go into the village. May God bless the reading of the word. Thanks be to God. This is an amazing piece. When we put these two things together, these two stories together, on a day like today, on Confirmation Sunday, this takes on a whole new life. This man was healed of his blindness. He couldn't see. We don't know how much he couldn't see, if it was total darkness or if he just couldn't make out anything. We, we don't know. I like to think that it was total darkness for this man. So much so that, that he had to be led to Jesus by a group of friends. He couldn't see to get there on his own. So he had to be led, which would be pretty normal and natural for this time. If, if you were a blind person in this day and age, you were very limited. There were very few helps for the blind. There were no dogs or beeping crosswalks. There were no helps. If you didn't have family or friends lead you by the hand, you didn't go anywhere. That's an important thing for us to think about today on Confirmation Sunday. Another thing for us to think about is in this time, the Israelites had this idea. In fact, they had three ideas about how people relate to each other. And they, these ideas were considered zones. There were three zones that allowed humans to interact and relate to other humans and to be a, a community. The first zone is this whole idea of eyes and heart. The zone of eyes and heart related to emotion Fused with thought. So think about that. Eyes and heart was the zone of thought and emotion. This man was blind, distorting his emotions and his thoughts. The second zone was the mouth and ears, and this allowed humans to interact, to express themselves, to communicate. Ears and mouth, communication. The third zone was hands and feet, and this was a zone about purposeful action, that they, somebody could purposefully go somewhere, could ambulatory, some, ambulate somewhere, to do something with their hands, to serve others, to serve themselves, to purposefully go somewhere and do something. These are the three zones that allowed humans to relate and to connect. And here we have this account of the blind man in Bethsaida, 
who had to be led by friends, and his friends begged Jesus to heal him, to give him his sight, to give him understanding, to, uh, to release the distortion of understanding and emotion, to put light where there is darkness. This is powerful. On Confirmation Sunday, we are celebrating these students and the church who have been leading Confirmation students and who have been leading, not, not just for this year, but for 12 years since they were baptized and they were welcomed into the church, God's holy church. We have surrounded these students, these people, and we have led them with love and grace to Jesus who will touch them and has been touching them for their entire life through God's grace. And today, they take another step forward. Another step in this discipleship. Another step in the life of faith. And they will declare for themselves what their parents have declared for them when they were baptized, when their parents said, as far as we are concerned, our child, our son, our daughter will be a Christian and will be part of the church, the community of faith. And we as a church made a promise that we would surround this child with steadfast love. And we will lead them in the way they should go by what we say by what we do and what we don't say and what we don't do. And here today, we are celebrating this act of community. This, well, we're celebrating how we relate to each other, how we express ourselves, how we communicate what we think and what we feel, our emotions, our thoughts, our logic, our faith, and we're purposefully moving towards this kneeler, and we will watch and witness and celebrate their understanding of the faith, an understanding that will continue to grow. This is not the finish line. It continues. Every day we continue. Just as this blind man's healing did not take place in one fell swoop, it came in stages. The man could move from darkness to light, or he could see blurry images of humans, a distorted image of humanity. But in Jesus' second touch, as he laid his hands on this man's eyes, he could see clearly humanity. People walking to and fro. And he could see humanity for what it is. And he could begin to see Jesus for who he is. The healer, the physician. God's grace, God's love. God's son, our savior. In this story, in this powerful story of this healing... We, are, we can understand that healing is not just about our physical healing, which may or may not come in this life. 
But God's healing is a spiritual healing, which can come in this life and does come in this life as we experience Jesus Christ, even as we are led when we don't understand, when we don't know Jesus, when we don't know there even is a God. Just as an infant is brought into the church and led through that person, that, that, that son and that daughter's life all the way to today and beyond, we as a church have the opportunity, we have the charge, we have the calling to lead one another in the way that we should go. When we don't understand, and as, we, as our understanding continues to grow, and we continue to see more clearly who humanity really is and how, how God is present with us, revealing God's healing so that we are made more perfectly human. I invite us to consider the words that we sang just moments ago, the beautiful hymn, Victory in Jesus, when we, when we sang aloud, I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power, revealing how he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, Dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Humanity's healing. It's both physical and spiritual. And Jesus is about that business. He seeks us out. And we are led to him. And when he touches us, may our hearts and minds be open. May our eyes see Jesus for who he is. Love and grace of God, renewing us and revealing God's love for us. I invite us to think about where we are broken and continue to grow. I invite us to think about those areas that we don't understand about our own life and about our life with God and with one another. May God continue to heal that zone of eyes and heart, that we can continue to grow with God and with one another. Let us be open to this healing, both physical and spiritual. Let us be led to see and understand, and let us lead others to the one who heals. Let us lead others to Christ and proclaim the good news that he heals us and frees us to see more clearly. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.